Times are always changing around anime. How do you find the shows that you want to watch? There's so many to watch. Obviously, there's recommendations, whether that be the overhyped stuff that you see from online folks or in our awesome Discord, we get some good recommendations there. But the other way we find shows that's kind of become a new thing for me is the Instagram reels, okay? I try not to get swept away by these bad boys, but sometimes I do. When I do, there's occasionally a clip from an anime screenshotting that three times, sending it to Danny. I'm like, mm, could be a decent show. Oh yeah, what's it about? I'm like, I don't know. I just know that I just watched this clip and it looks sick. Well, wouldn't you know, that's exactly how we got to watching Beyond the Boundary. Uh, so we're going to talk about its beautiful aesthetic and our thoughts on the show itself. So stick around, would you? Welcome back to the I Married a Wee podcast, your favorite anime podcast that did in fact cash in on some of that internet attention for Attack on Titan with our last episode. If you guys tune in for that, thank you so much, as it was actually one of our most popping uh, debuts of an episode ever. It's not much, but it's a lot for us, and we thank you for that. Hey, are you new here? Hi, my name's Tom. Been watching anime for a while. Found a girl in college who was willing to watch it with me, and little did she know I was going to have to wife her up because of that. Now we've got a podcast where we talk about these cartoons, and we're just out here thriving. As a matter of fact, she's right. What's your name? I'm Danielle. Danielle, that's right. That's that girl I was just talking about, actually. If you end up liking what you're listening to and you want to hear some more, well, we've got one heck of a backlog for you. Make sure to rate us and follow us on whatever it is that you're listening to us on. And if you'd like to and have an Instagram, you can follow us on there. I'm married to Weep Pod on Instagram. You're going to get at least one post a week. It's usually just one post a week to remind you of every Monday when we've got a new episode coming out. You can also find a link tree on that Instagram which gets you access into our Discord. What are we doing there? Well, I'm glad you asked. We uh, talk about anime, manga. We've even got a little bit of a manga read-along going on in there. We show off our figures. We roll for waifus with the little Mude bot or whatever you call it. Uh, it's just genuinely good fun with good people. So if you're a good person, hop on in there. Why don't you, all right? If you don't have an Instagram and you want to join in on that, it's in the description of this episode. So you got your two little ways of getting into there. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you're not new here, my gosh, another episode for you. All right. We're not going to, we're not going to say no, you're an adult. Uh, but thanks for coming back every time. We like that a lot. And speaking of things that I like a lot, Danielle, how are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Been a bit of a weekend for sure. It's been a bit of a week. Yeah. Do you want to tell We're normally a household that waits for the Christmas tree to the day after Thanksgiving, but uh, yes. you want to tell the folks what we've decided? We're going to put the Christmas tree up like this week. We are now mid-November <laughs> people. It's just creeping. Here's the thing. I think it makes sense. And especially because is the first year where I'm going to put some lights up on our house. I'd like to put them up and then all of that effort not only be for, you know, four, four weeks. weeks. <laughs> Let's get like six weeks out of it. So uh, pretty happy about that. We've definitely been... Spending a little bit on the Christmas lights, and that's yeah. all right. Cry once, buy once, though. Uh, buy once, cry once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can cry once, then buy once if you want, though. If you're like a um, therapist, like that <laughs> shopping is your therapy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like that. You should put that on a shirt for sure. But uh, yeah, no, actually, our local 
Home Depot is already spreading some of that cheer as well. Cause I actually made a little wood elevate. Come on. Like a, it's just a little like, uh, oh my gosh. I can't even word <laughs> a it. Platform. A little platform. Oh, platform not in free court. You think you're being funny, do you? <laughs> every time I hear platform, that's it every time. Yeah. Faye uh, will finally get to experience. We usually watch the Harry Potter movies when we put the Christmas stuff up. Yeah. So now she's going to have to be indoctrinated. It used to be Harry Potter when we're putting the tree up, Harry Potter when we're dusting Cleaning around the house. the house and all this stuff. <laughs> and now we just haven't watched Harry Potter in a while. Yeah. But yes, platform. I don't know why that evaded me so much, but uh, just so we're able to actually tuck some Christmas presents under there, made a little riser for the old tree. Yeah. Pretty easy. Oh, and anyways, the point of me getting to the story is, no, I was there and I was just saying to the guy, I'm like, yeah, I just need some crappy wood that just goes under because I'm just trying to make a, a platform. I actually said platform to the guy. <laughs> okay. He good. didn't think I was an idiot. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, okay, yeah, sure. Just how about that cart over there? That cart and this is me. Here's the thing. I might be thinking he did something nice. They were probably going to throw all this wood away, so it didn't matter. <laughs> but he said, hey, they got a cart over there with the red on the end of all the wood. Just take one of those. Take it up front and just tell them, uh, you know, I sent you and that you can have it for free. I go, are you for real? And he says, absolutely. And he pulled out a gun. He said, that was a test. Get on the ground. <laughs> I was like, geez. Uh, but yeah, no. So I got a free big old piece of wood. And so that made that light work of that project, uh, which is nice. It was definitely a productive weekend. Yeah. Even did a little bit of a, it sounds lame because it kind of is, but I think it helped me. Went to a, a throwing clinic for disc golf. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, in November. Why would they do it in November? Listen. It must have been the guy's cheap rates for whoever hired him. No, it's just it's when the parks aren't full of people so we can hide in the corner and do it without being embarrassed, I think. <laughs> but you guys didn't even throw. No, we didn't. It was, was just, just a But here's lecture. the thing, though. He did even say, he's like, listen, this is like a buffet. You're going to hear some stuff you already know, but because I don't, there's X amount of people. I can't teach you guys specifics. So I'm going to just throw a wide net, just take from the buffet what you can, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, went disc golfing today. And I got to tell you, yielding some results, just hearing. Sometimes you just got to hear something, you know? Mm. Yeah. I'm a visual, like hands-on learner. So I think just hearing it would not be enough for me. So sure, I guess yeah. it also depends on what kind of learner you are. Like when you hands-on learned, how to play Warsaw, the game. That's right. Yeah, there's a, me and uh, our buddy Michael that we bring up every damn episode. We were at Half Price Books and he's Polish, so he had seen this Warsaw, that's not the full title, Warsaw something. Uh, city of Ruins. City of Ruins. <laughs> yeah, that poor city. Uh, a board game and we're like, yeah, we'll play that. It's been about <laughs> almost a year, maybe even over a year. And finally we played it. We had him over, we played it. It was actually a, a joy. It mm -hmm. was a really good game. Yeah. Happy about it. Yeah. You're really? like, you get these tiles, like your rant, your dealt, uh, like a stack of tiles, depending on how many people are playing and you pick one from them and you can either add it to your city and there's different colors to indicate different areas of the city, like residential or industrial or commercial, parks, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you get basically points determining how you're building your city and then, of course, World War One and Two happened, so you got to annihilate parts of your city. Yeah, you got to, like, destroy parts of your city. Um, it's pretty cool mechanics. We yeah. like it. And they have a lot of different, like, architecture and, 
like famous locations. It's really, it's really interesting. It was really fun. I joked after we were done playing, we were like, what a great game. Cause he would bring his box of games over. It'd be like Catan, Warsaw, Kingsburg. We Kingsburg. love Kingsburg is good. Yeah. Um, and we'd usually go for Kingsburg or Catan and we'd be like, eh, next time we don't want to learn a new game. And in the back of my mind, for however long he's been bringing Warsaw around, I'm like, I don't want to play this shitty game. Exactly. Um, well, I think we joked afterwards because we played and we're all like, wow, what a fun game. I'm like, Michael, why didn't we play this from the get go? What's wrong with you? <laughs> because yeah. we kept telling him no. Yeah. Oh, how fun. How fun. Speaking of fun things, you guys want to talk about a little bit of anime news? Danielle, don't even tell me you have some. I do. Holy cow. What a day. What a day. Let's, it's such a special occasion. Let's have you start us off. All right. I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before, um, but the director, I believe, of the John Wick films, mm-hmm. Chad Stahelski. Stahelski, sure. Um, it is, uh, he's not, I don't think, doing anything for it. He's going to maybe be doing some framing, but there's going to be a John Wick anime. Everything's anime now. Yeah. Prepare for it. Well, it's said in here, and it's going to be uh, maybe based on the Continental, but he said That'd be cool. that you'll just get a better fix, basically, from an anime, because it's so much easier to do that, obviously, visually, and being able to develop a world in anime than having a huge production with live action, basically. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, the duh. same now, because animation's so expensive, but who knows? Uh, so that's interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I like John Wick. We didn't watch the last one, though. No. I don't know if we will. Right? We didn't watch the last one. No. But yeah. we will. Maybe. We just watched one, two, and three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you want me to just... I only got two more. Do you want me Go to just ahead. keep steam rolling? Uh, nothing like major, major, but Mashal. People love it. Season two. Season two is happening? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Season two. So Teaser for- trailer one. Buckle up. We're going to get a couple of those. Yep. So teaser uh, trailer one, basically. And uh, we've heard good things about it. We just haven't bit the bullet yet. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're on the edge of our seat. What is news story number three from Danielle? Okay. Well, now I realized I forgot which tab I had up and this is going to be your headliner. So actually, I'll let you start your anime news with it. Yeah. Back off. I'm the news guy. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. You're talking about the live action thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll st- that'll be the cherry on top. Everyone oh, already okay. knows what we're going to talk about. But gotcha. Uh, this was all part of like there was some Geek Ed Week 23. I don't know. I've been seeing it on a bunch of thumbnails. But Netflix did post that Scott Pilgrim takes off anime series with their final trailer. So if you guys haven't watched the rest of the trailers, the final one's out. Great. A um, <laughs> little bit of video gaming news. It's my favorite console in the world, so of course we were going to go ahead and mention this, but the Nintendo Switch console sales have reached 132.46. How does that fucking happen? <laughs> Who's buying .46 of this? Talk to me. I don't know what that means, but one uh, 132.46 million worldwide. Wild. Throw a five, Mr. <laughs> I was going on Pitbull for a second. Throw a five, Mr. Worldwide. Uh, yeah, worldwide. So that's pretty cool. I think we're supposed to, there's always speculation. We're going to be getting a new switch soon. We're going to be getting a new switch. Do we need one? We've already, we've already established. We don't need the graphics anymore. Okay. 
Isn't there already, haven't they made a new one since the one you have with a bigger screen? The OLED OLED version, which was like a bigger screen, but they mean like a Switch 2. Oh, and it would look different. Which I mean, probably means all your Joy-Cons won't work with it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, the same people that are complaining, why is it the iPhone doesn't have USB-C? Is like, give us another console. I want to buy shit again. Like, okay. <laughs> Thought we were complaining about that, but all right. Uh, but yeah, they, they announced its results for the second quarter of its current fiscal year. Um, saying all that good stuff. And then actually that goes into the best selling titles for the Switch as of September 30th include Mario Kart 8, of course. Animal Crossing, duh. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Super Mario Odyssey, interesting. Because, uh, yeah, didn't... No, I guess that's the most... Uh, that, that would make sense. The two Pokemon games, uh, Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet, Super Mario Party, Tears of the Kingdom, so two Zeldas on there, and then the new Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 has sold 57.01 million copies. Ooh. Again, what is point on one of a copy? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> Godzilla minus one, the movie that we're all waiting for now that we're in Godzilla mode, opened at number one. Oh, wow. Yes. The film sold 648,600 tickets. Poof. That's about $6.93 million in its first three days in the Japanese box office. Wow. He's back, baby. And then Q, the King of Monsters is back. Yeah, then Q like his roar. I'm not going to put it in there, but like, you know what you, you hear in your head right now. <laughs> you hear it in your head for sure. Now, this one had me a little concerned. So there's a birthday visual for this one and it looks all cutesy. It's got a Shiro bow in her hair. That's great. It, the, headline, the headline's what got me. I didn't actually read into too much of this, but join me for this headline, please. <laughs> So there's an anime slated for April 2024, and the title of it is Alia Sometimes Hides Her Feelings in Russian. (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay. Go on. And then, yes, now I did just go down. It describes the story as Alyssa Cujo. Cujo is the Private Academy's solitary princess. Obviously the hard-to-get girl, of course. She's a half-Russian beauty with silver hair. At the top of her class, student council accountant and completely unapproachable. It's like Kaguya, but she's Russian. Yeah, basically. I was just going to say, so Kaguya? Hey, it could be fun. Could be fun. Yeah. I don't know. Well, disclaimer. Yes, I know Kaguya wasn't the accountant mm -hmm. in Kaguya. I'm just saying. (laughs) Oh, and her nickname is Alia. Oh. Interesting. Does she have red eyes? uh, Blue eyes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone hearing the comments she mutters in Russian under her breath might know she, how she really feels. But since none of her classmates understand the language, she's free to say whatever she likes. Ah, uh, yeah. the classic language barrier. What a classic. <laughs> yeah, so interesting. I just, that title just had me at, had me at hello. Nice. Nice indeed. Speaking of nice, One Piece film Red, you know, that thing that came back to theaters. Uh, it's now earned enough to tie Princess Mononoke as the number seven highest earning film of all time in Japan, unadjusted for inflation, and the number four highest earning anime film in Japan. So uh, it's earned about 400 million yen. That's 2.67 million from Encore screenings uh, and is sold a total of 14.27 million tickets. 
whereas Mononoke has sold more tickets at $14.63 million. A lot of digits in there. A lot <laughs> of digits. But it's already past Howl's Moving Castle, unfortunately. Oof. Yeah. It's all right. And I, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So people enjoy Mononoke more than Howl's? They go see it more. That's for sure. Mm. I don't know if they enjoy it more. Because if I had to pick, I used to love Princess Mononoke. That used to be one of my favorites. But then I watched Howl's and I was like, ooh. Yeah. But I haven't rewatched Howl's Moving Castle. I was just starstruck by the first watch. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm. I got right here on my desk a 3D printed Princess Mononoke mask. How punctual. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah, I've decided. I think I may have already said it, but I'll say it one more time. Uh, when I get my office up and running downstairs, I've decided that my wall behind my desk is going to actually just be uh, littered with a bunch of 3D printed masks from all my favorite movies. I've got Majora's Mask. I've got the Mononoke Mask. I'll probably do Predator. I'll probably do, you know, just all the cool masks and or uh, printable things like that. Like I said, um, it'd be cool to do like the the twin, the brother-sister masks from Demon Slayer yeah. or like the um, Swordsmith, the guy who <laughs> exactly is uh, Tanjiro's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love like just a classic kabuki mask. Though. Of course. We, we love classics. <laughs> and a great segue per usual to the <laughs> ultimate classic, the final story. I know you guys are like, we came here for Beyond the Boundary and we hate you. <laughs> uh, trust me, this one's worth it. Okay. All right. Yu Yu Hakusho. We're obsessed with it. Obviously, you guys already know that Netflix is creating an English subtitled uh, Japanese live action series based on the manga. And when it says based on the manga from this trailer, I got to tell you, I'm thinking that means loosely based. Now, a lot of it's it's a little odd. If you guys watch the trailer, you're going to be kind of in a state of shock as, as I am, whereas like it doesn't feel like it's going to be utter garbage it actually kind of looks like they're trying but it almost has too much of a marvel effect or a kind of feels like a 1990s teenage mutant ninja turtle movie hmm. um, they even show off one of I th they show the mask in there uh the guy who's on tagoro's team that has that mask mm, or whatever yep. who looks like the guy from teenage mutant looks ninja like shredder <laughs> so yeah. i'm like oh what the hell is going on here not sure what's going on with the events because they're clearly changed as you do with live actions, but hold in our breath. I'm not expecting it to be good. I'm expecting this to be a different kind of entertainment. Um, but we'll, we'll see because at this point, I just need more Yu Yu Hakusho even if it's this. Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed the trailer. I thought it looked good. I didn't get the ick. I thought I thought it looked great. And I, I, I think it's because it's probably Japanese led and not probably. American led like the, the atrocious cowboy bebop. Pooh, that was just cringe. But yeah. um yeah. I'm excited. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I think again it's well, not we don't have Netflix too, anymore, so I don't well, know how we're gonna watch it. True. And it's just like the the series of events is what's got me because it shows all of them fighting Tagoro. And it's like why? And that means 
what are they skipping here? Because t- we don't see Taguro until we've seen um, the Genkai training, the first big bad. Well, technically, before even the Genkai training, isn't that meeting Hiei and Kurama? So are we skipping that? What's going on with? I don't know. I don't know what the hell the pacing is going to be. It's going to be weird. But the, the fact that instantly we're seeing Taguro leading this, it's like, well, that's just odd. Well, maybe they, they're the just going to trim out some of that. technically before you see Taguro. There's a lot. But maybe they just don't want to. I mean, I don't necessarily enjoy the Saint Beast. Come on. I like the last guy, but. Well, of course. You know, who cares about the other ones? I mean, Tagoro and. Lava with the cat is fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they really got to pick and choose, I think, what they're going to. Well, of course. Because I think if you're going to do Saint Beast or Tagoro, you're definitely going to go to Koro. Yeah. Yukina. I wonder if she's in it. Anyways. It has matter. to be because I told you that fight scene that they're doing where they're all ganging up on Tagoro. That I'm like, doesn't that... exist, by the way. That <laughs> fight is just Kuwabara and Yusuke Yurameshi. I See, do I not understand why they have all, all of them fighting. Of them. No, it's not how it works. Okay. I mean, you have seen it more than me, and I, I do have a terrible memory. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but you are fresh. Maybe you are right. But no, the finisher, little spoiler on Yu Yu show. That's when Yusuke shoots Kuwabara with his spirit gun to blast him forward with his sword to stab Tagoro. Hmm. Yeah, okay, maybe. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Hey, it's fine. I mean, I'll give it to you. Speaking of fine, damn, that's some nice animation <laughs> you got over there beyond the boundary. Welcome to actually talking about this show. Hey, everyone. Uh, we appreciate your patience, and let's see what we got going on here. Now, Beyond the Boundary, an interesting little tale of uh, Akihito Kanbara seeing one of his fellow teammates, Mirai Kuriyama, um, about to jump off of a building. He goes up there and says, excuse me, uh, don't do that, and then she stabs him. That's the intro to this show. It's not a spoiler, I promise. And then we start getting into a very fantastical world where spirit beasts called Yomus, and no, we're not talking about the Japanese word for reading. Uh, <laughs> we're talking Yomu, which is these creatures that are kind of spiritual, but then there's this whole division of people that fight them. When one is killed, it's actually it's actually a pretty cool dynamic. So in this, as a little bit of a side tangent, sorry, they are these once the one is defeated, they actually drop a uh, stone and then those stones can be sold to this like underground thing it's got a very cool little world building situation which is useful for a 12 episode show was there enough episodes to feel rushed maybe but overall the overarching story and the mysteries that ensue is why is she attacking him what's going on with him being able to be stabbed and still survive it and then uh, it just kind of continues to build upon one uh, one episode after the other, even including a little bit of a an episode where we get a bit of an idol situation going on as they rehearse and they have to perform a song for one of the Yomu that is tormenting the school. Not tormenting the school, but yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much as much background as we can give on it. And now there's going to be spoilers inbound if you've searched for this episode. You've probably watched it, or if you haven't and you're still listening to this, you may just 
not watch it. <laughs> uh, that, that being said, Instagram showed me an awesome scene. And the big draw here is the animation. Mm-hmm. Kyoto animation, as we know, dealt with a pretty severe history. Um, some sad things going on as someone committed arson on the building. You guys, anyone in the know kind of already understands, but you can always look up uh, Kyoto animation if that uh, tickles your fancy to learn a little bit more about this. But with that being said, after the incident, which was in 2019, uh, two years after the incident, they kind of made a a comeback to TV anime in 2021 with another visual spectacle that we are also very much in love with. And that was the second season of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid in July, 2021. Incredible. Mm -hmm. That, that is one of the, I remember there's been several occasions, whether it be princess connect and then Kobayashi where it's such a low key show that you're like, yeah, they don't really need to knock this one out of the park. There's little pockets of just incredible moments, and that is one of them where Dragon Maid instantly won me over because of how phenomenal the animation was mm -hmm. uh, when it didn't need to be. Yeah. This is exactly right on par with it. The animation is stellar, and especially for, what was this one, 2012, Daniel? Um, yes. 2012, which... Or, or, no, 2013. Yeah, 2013. Sorry. sorry. We, got it, we got it together. Teamwork. And yeah, just between the explosions and a lot of the kind of effect animation is very cool. There's some um, spiritual techniques going on in this. And there's a lot of like, even just the main character, Mirai, which doesn't, that means future, right? Because the show Mirai Nikki was yes. Future Diary. Yes. Uh, let me give it a quick Google really quick. But yes, that does in fact mean future. How fun, right? So this girl kind of shows up out of nowhere. You end up finding out it's not really out of nowhere. Someone brought her there so that she can kind of defeat Akihito, who is immortal and then isn't at some point. And it's just this whole big deal. We get an interesting family, the Nase family, Izumi Nase. Big mommy energy over there. Okay. <laughs> Very serious girl, but we like her a lot. Also kind of a, not a villain, but someone that's not too. Good. She's got some gray. Yeah. She wasn't too good to our main characters. So a little meh. Um, uh, Mitsuki kind of being the tsundere. Not really. Yeah. Kind of tsundere-ish. Yeah. Pretty typical. She you're teases him a lot. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of the, the, the typical formulas in this. I don't think the story itself is groundbreaking. I don't think the show itself is. I think this is just one to have as a pocket pick for a weekend where you want to be, you know, just eye candy. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily to the extent of Michael Bay with Transformers. You're going to get a little bit of story here that's fun to kind of go through, a little bit of mystery and allure there, but... Uh, for the most part, it's just the, the ride is simply just because it's incredible to watch. And as I was trying to get to, but then I always tangent off of it. Sorry about that. Mirai. Her uh, special power is she comes from a clan that has this cursed blood, cursed blood. And it's like acid to, to the Yomu. The amount of effort you need for this ability because she's using her blood and it turns because she's kind of doing blood bending from Avatar. That's a thing? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. watch that much in Avatar. Well, because I bought it all on DVD. I think we're going to have to fix that. Such a good show. I didn't watch Legend of Korra, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Avatar is so good. Uh, that being said, animating fluid and explosions like fire and things like that takes a certain level of patience. And the amount of fluid dynamics happening with this blood art, staggering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's just impressive. I'm hoping, I'm hoping the, the folks that worked on the show got to sleep and eat, <laughs> but you can never. Uh, Hopefully because it was sure. 2013 and not present day, you know, conditions were a little <laughs> exactly right. easier on the body back in the day. Maybe I feel like we've put animators and deadlines on such pedestals nowadays. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, yeah. Visually, uh, visually stunning. I would say I was, I think. I think the story did a good job of not over explaining yeah. things and you put it together over time, which was, I think, good. Um, it's good until I, it's not, because then once the beyond the boundary actually happens, which we do get that moment. Or in the, the shadow show, one. They the, said their name of the show. Yeah. It gets a little confusing. It the does. End. There are, I wouldn't say plot holes. There's things that's, that are hard to follow, I think, based on the world. I am surprised this is a 12 episode show. Yes. Um, well, plus two movies we found out, one mm, being a recap movie, the other one being like a yeah, sequel something. Yeah. Um, which we did not watch, but um I they tried really hard to get the viewer to be emotionally invested in the characters, and I feel like I wasn't quite there. Yeah, no. No, I I was like sad. Spoiler when Mariah dies. Yeah, but I wasn't like heartbroken. Sure. Yeah, it was it was a pretty feeble connection to the characters because when she, it's got a, such a humorous start of like why is she just randomly stabbing this guy? And it's <laughs> it's a quirky thing. The show does also go, it leans very hard into being anime, which take that how you will. But the whole dynamic with the Nase family of the brother having a little sister oh. complex and she can just say oh big brother and then she gets her way and he's that got a, a fetish weird. with glasses which was funny but yeah then, then like i love that you could take such a weird fetishy odd situation and then make it sweet because when he is missing oh. they go into the apartment and she, the girl who he's obsessed with making her wear glasses or different frames uh because that's his kink apparently is good vision <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they're going through and they find a magazine which is like a catalog for glasses and uh it's just a bunch of notes and like she'd look good in these get this for her for christmas and you almost sit there going oh well because so you didn't even say the best part which thank you okay. for bringing that up but um so they're going through his apartment because he's mia the first things he's going through are the Oh, uh, all the pictures. All the pictures of Mariah that she would pose for, like in maid costumes or like a robe, like something yeah. at the cafe, because there was a quote unquote anonymous person that was requesting these, yeah. which we find out like two seconds later. Which Tim, I, she just started taking the pictures. I didn't think we understood. She didn't understand what she was even doing. It was just such yeah, a, there right? were some weird moments. There were in some the weird show. moments, but they're looking through this like. <laughs> They're not even smutty pictures, but all of her pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, like, 
all right, his spank bank material, let's just say. And then the next thing is the glasses catalog. So there's some, they're like just paralleling and it's like, oh. The juxtaposition is huge on this one for sure. Yeah. It definitely, did you, how about you with the main character guy? Like who's, okay, not even the main character guy. Let me, let me actually pull this back. There's not many choices. Who's Mm. your favorite male character from this? Um, it's basically the big bad villain. Yeah. Uh, Hirumi or our main Akihito. I, I mean, I, I do really like Akihito as, as a main character. Yeah. I, I did enjoy him. I felt like, I felt, I felt he was, he had really great moments. I think like when yeah. Mariah. Between his bullshittery. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I'm going to sneeze. Okay. You can sneeze if you want. Oh, it's like right there. It's like, let, it's like teasing I say the let nose. that thing rip. <laughs> Akihito's voice actor is Ken with two N's. Yeah, and I didn't know. I looked through really quick. I didn't see it. It was any. David Martinez in Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Did we watch that subbed or dubbed? No, I, I think remember. we watched that one dubbed. I think you're right. Um, I saw Mirai is, um, what's her name from Your Lion April, the main girl. Oh, didn't know that. Another anime that made everyone else cry but me um, <laughs> <laughs> um no so akihito so you know mirai is all like whoa for me my cursed blood like i can't get close to anyone lead normal life and she looks at akihito because he's around mitsuki and harumi like seemingly because even though he's a half yomu yeah assumes that he has it easy like he's walking easy street. Sure. And he eventually tells her, I think it's when they're, I think it's when they're in the hollow or the um hollow or the shadow. Yomu. The shadow one. Yeah. Um, I think it's in that part when he's like, you have it all wrong. Like these people are close to me because they basically have to watch me. Like <laughs> exactly. You know, he, he also feels in the same situation as her, like, don't put me on a pedestal, which I I like that part. I did really like his character. Oh, yeah. Glasses fetish and all. But uh, yeah, while he's a weirdo, I think at his core, he was pretty decent. Yeah. I would take a glasses fetish over a little sister fetish. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that was so odd. And then they'd have weird little things they'd add in because you're like, why is he wearing a scarf all the time? And then randomly near the end of the show, it's like, oh, yes, my power is what made me uh, susceptible to the cold. And now my powers are fading so i don't have to wear a scarf and I was like, what? yeah literally the last okay. like three episodes they they tell you that's why he's like, got a sweater <laughs> i was like that's fine i guess yeah and i mean the character design and i think this art style is super cute mirai i had, She's cute. i think i'd seen her before too mm. uh whether it be in memes or something but the eyes in this show are super cute the intensity when there's in when they're in a fight and, and going from so cute to that was very cool and I think I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know if it's one that's going to make the list of like, oh, tell, tell other people about this. Mm-hmm. Even though we're telling people about it right now, currently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we've done that for other things where it's like fun to watch. Wouldn't put it at the top of your list. Of course. List. This is that weekend warrior. Throw it in there. See what's up. Yeah, this is where you're just going to sit on your butt and chill all weekend. Just roll, roll that beautiful bean footage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. 
Now, something I'm interested in, which I, I'm kind of remiss that we didn't watch the movie, at least the second half. The second half is rated higher than the 12 episodes. Interesting. So I think the, it's something we should eventually do because the end of this show yes. is a questionable end where they're not spelling out what exactly is happening. Is she back? Is she mm-hmm. not back? What's going on? And supposedly that movie's what's going to help. Yep. So the 12 episode show is rated 7.72. The movie is an 8.15. Take that as you will, being Mal. But of course. I still, you know, take that with some weight. Sure. When I do look at things, even though I might not always agree. Because the same folks are probably rating both. Um. Yeah, hopefully. You know? I mean, there's only, there's... One million, there's over one million members that have probably voted or followed the 12 episode show. There's only 200 and 256,000 for the movie. So drastically smaller amount of members scoring it very high. Gotcha. Okay. Obviously, everyone's always got mixed reviews in the review section, but oh, there's only 27 recommend and only one not recommend for the movie. The second half movie. I think it's because people were just dying for some resolution. They're like, please, (laughs) for all that is holy, I need this. Yeah. And I always wonder when it comes to things like this, where uh, the anime has is loose on the world, has some questionable things that it's hard to follow while you're watching it. Does. And these are only light novels. I don't know if we've said that. Three light novels. Three light novels. You got to wonder you got how the story stacks up reading it, you know, versus what they were able to fit. Sure. In the in the show. Would so. you want more? Um, I don't think I'd want. No, I don't think I'd want more. I just think I would be interested to see the complete story unabridged. Absolutely. If there was any, you know, abridged parts. But hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Like, would you would you rate this a six as fine or a seven as good just based on animation alone? Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd be getting a seven and a half, eight purely based on I just had fun watching it. Mm-hmm. It's not the most high action thing, but it's just it's just a good looking show. We even get our own little cutesy cutesy lolly cat thing in this cat yomu with i yeah the cat yomu which was pretty interesting even though she's uh allowing allowing these photos to be taken she's not really (laughs) doing much to help stop that but yeah right pretty interesting monster selection too the design of the monsters was cool yeah it's just I, i think you'd have mixed emotions on this one if you went in for a great story. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you don't need that. Yeah, sometimes you just need the visuals, which Kyoto Animation obviously delivers. When I was going through Kyoto Animation's, you know, book of works. Sure. They did Inuyasha. No, I'm sorry. Produced. Pro- produced. Or um, production. Yeah, produced. Did the production of it? Yeah. Is that, that just means you're putting money behind it. Oh, producer. Yeah. That's like. You're Pro- producing is a. Because it, it doesn't. Such a, it's a wide net. It's yeah. like, obviously, some people can get the producer credit by just throwing money at it. Some people mm. 
for just making it come together, networking. I think it's a whole slew of things. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, studio is Sunrise. So I, oh, and producers was Kyoto Animation and, and a few others. So mm-hmm. never mind. I was like, oh, Inuyasha, but you could tell that was, was not the time of Kyoto's beautiful. No, it's, it's certainly <laughs> Well, and it's very, very much older, so it's got that look, but yeah, we love it. Yeah, I think Kyoto did. They've done a lot of great looking shows. I think they did that one with uh, Patch Girl. So they did Violet Evergarden, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kyoka. Did they did they do that uh chin Yep. Mm-hmm. Chunibyo? Yep. Love Chunibyo and other delusions, which we've been wanting to watch that one. They've done free. We've never watched that, but it's got water in it. So <laughs> Kyoto does well with water. <laughs> exactly. Um I was trying to look through a lot of these I've seen, but I like seen the photo, the cover for, but I haven't watched it. But yeah, a lot of recognized shows. I think um, we're currently watching 86 and <sighs> been pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, a little questionable now that like we're in the second part of it, but mm-hmm. Violet Evergarden. I think we need to watch this. Next. It's time. I, I, I think I think it's time. Yeah. I tried watching it dubbed. Couldn't do it. We're going to have to watch it subbed. Um, yeah. I wonder whenever. So that was 2018. So. Oh, okay. I thought it was a little older than that, but I guess not. Yeah. So I think in, as far as trying to, trying to hit on what this thing does, it's doing the, not, not necessarily monster of the week, but there's certainly progression of there's always a bigger fish in this one. Because initially when the shadow one comes up, you think, wow, people are terrified of this. This must be awful. Then Beyond the Boundary comes out of nowhere and they're like, yeah, of course, that's awful too. It's like, what do you mean? We weren't even talking about that. Uh, so finding the weak point is usually all ways in the fight, but they're not really targeting that. She just throws her blood at shit, stabs it, <laughs> injects her blood. It's actually pretty metal if you think about it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. She does have one of those classic catchphrases, how unpleasant, which ends up being a very sweet moment at the end. How she goes, I find, I, I feel great. I don't feel unpleasant. Uh, mm-hmm. a little, you know, a little tear jerky yeah. kind of, kind of, kind of stuff like that at the end. She's super clumsy, but when she gets into a fight, she's fine. She was very much like the, uh, the new Star Wars. I feel like she was like, oh, you know, I just want to learn how to kill these things. Suddenly she got one under her belt and then she was kind of fighting like a badass. Yeah. It was a confidence thing. Yeah. You know, uh, we've got our covert perverts, <laughs> both of them with their, their, with their two things and a badass family member who, again, while doing things wrong, it's for the cause. She is basically family first, duties only. She's got this awesome, what's that weapon oh, she uses too? They're kind of, yeah. I want to call them num- nunchucks. It's a big ass nunchuck staff. Yeah. It's Sick. pretty dope. Yeah. She's cool as hell. The one thing I wish they expounded more on um, is her and the, I can't remember what the, uh, society was but the guy in glasses with the gloves that end up ends up being the villain yeah um you know he says when he's fighting her at the end that they both 
have made contracts with Yomu? Yeah, got a little chainsaw man. Yeah, there. and I was like, okay, but what? And then they they just say that. Hiromi basically hears that. His sister, you know, yeah. and then she has to step, then she goes MIA. Then Hiromi is the head of the family now, um, taking care of business. But I love how they just throw that out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, this was in the light novel and we got to throw it in somewhere. So let's just yeah. <laughs> drop it right here. It's like, okay, well, how, how does that work? Yeah. What was that society called? I can't remember. Uh, I don't even, um, he's not even on the, which I'm surprised, on the character list on Maoku Fujima. Yeah. Ooh, birthday January 8th. One day before oh. mine. And oh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I was like, and he's a Capricorn. It's like, yeah, no shit. He just said <laughs> one day from your birthday. <laughs> well, oh, he doesn't even have a bio. No, not really. Yeah, it's not doing much as far as that. Interesting. Okay, whatever the society was, it was, yeah. Not important, obviously. Yeah, not important enough to remember. We didn't commit that to memory. Like a lot of things around these parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, he was Illumi in the Hunter Hunter movie one Phantom Rogue. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, and also just Illumi in okay. 2011. Okay. So <laughs> that's kind of cool. Illumi coming back for a little bit more, more problem causing. You know what I mean? I almost said uh, <laughs> something else. Oh, and then he's Matsuba from Pokemon. Oh. I did think I, I think I saw for Ken, the voice actor for Akihito. Sure. He is, um, oh God, what's his name? Darn it. He's one of the Phantom Troop guys, a lesser one. Um, I think it starts with a P and of course there's a million people (laughs) in his thing. So I'm not going to be able to find it, but, um, yeah. So it's funny Two Hunter Hunter alums. In the show. Very interesting. It's a small world, that voiceover stuff, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Once you're in it. Also, it must also be the production work on shows seems to be a small world. And by that, I mean one man. <laughs> oh, Finks. Finks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. How fun. How fun. Hunter, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter. Ah, Hunter, Hunter. Imagine going back. I wish. And watching that again. Yeah, I wish there are certain anime you could scrub your brain of and then get that first watch again. And I wonder, or I wonder if that would be bad, like, because I think sometimes you watch anime and it makes a different impact based on the stage of your life or what's going on. So maybe that wouldn't be a good thing, actually. Yeah. You love it in your first watch through and then you scrub your feelings of it and then you rewatch it. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> You're on the other side of the pendulum that you complain about. There's no winning with us. No. No, we'll always pick. We'll, we'll always I wish pick this the- and then you get that and you're like, well, I wish. That's just what happens. <laughs> That's people, baby. No. You know what I mean? Speaking of people, Faye. Oh, yeah. We love her. Just getting some big feelings recently. Oh, yeah. Real big feelings. Yeah. If you don't have kids, you don't understand. <laughs> and they're like, well, no, we hear about it enough. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been testing. Yeah. But she is also the cutest thing in the world. So that helps. It does. It doesn't help in the moment. No. It helps in hot, like when you're looking back on the day, it's like she was being an absolute bastard. But. Yeah. 
But she had a lot of cute moments. Exactly. <laughs> Not in the bastard moment. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she is just, she's testing you. How about when she you test in the boundary? Oh, she is beyond the boundary. Yeah. She, uh, we, we've been obviously, trust me, we do a lot of fun stuff with her, but she does love coming to Home, De- Home Depot with me. So we all went to Home Depot because we were getting the Christmas lights and whatnot. And there's an animatronic reindeer. We were petting it. And then Danielle came from, she had gone to go grab something else. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, there's mommy. And Faye is just, mom, pet reindeer. Ah, she's loving it. Everyone around is like staring at her. And she's just, she's causing in a, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. There were a lot of older folks walking yeah. with their carts like, oh, so cute. Yeah. Because she is. I think someone said, she loved should that take reindeer. a family video. And I said, get out of here, you old bat. I'm not taking a video. Let me live. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Let me not live on my phone. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> that reindeer was pretty. I was surprised she liked it so much. I thought it would actually freak her out. Yeah, scare her. Well, she called it a horse first. <laughs> I said, well, that's a reindeer. I mean, come on. She don't know. Any quadruped is technically a horse when you're two, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> Centaurs. The, you know. the whole ball game. <laughs> we made our own, uh, made our own cranberry juice. Yes. You guys aren't into the tartness that is cranberry juice. Well, I'll tell you what, making homemade. your own, you can make some real tart stuff. I'm smacking my lips just thinking about it. Well, I said, so I'm, we made half no sugar and then half with sugar. Yes. So, um, but I've told, I told Tom, cause we taste tested the day after, or was it the day of? It was the day after it okay. sat overnight. You're okay. supposed to wait two weeks. Yeah, two to three weeks to let it ferment. But we cracked open one of the sugared ones the next day. Got to tell you, it was pretty good. The stuff I buy from the store, even if it's a, you know, a cranberry cocktail, because it's so hard to buy, like just 100% cranberry with yeah. no cocktail. That stuff is still tart. I do not like it. Oh, yeah. And it's got apple and sometimes grape juice in it. This stuff was great. I will be drinking it. It's really good. Yeah. They liked it too. So we'll yeah. flush out our kidneys. And I love whenever something is remotely sour or oh. just anything that's not normal tasting. We've She's picked up when I go, ooh, is that zippy? So now she had a little taste of the tart cranberry juice. She goes, ooh, zippy. Yeah. I'm like, well, I could, I could agree <laughs> in a sense. Sure. Yeah. How fun. Cute. Really cute. Mm-hmm. We like it a lot. Hmm. Speaking of liking things a lot. We like it that you've made it to this point in the episode. And if you've made it here, you must be a great friend of the show. We don't deserve you, but here you are anyways. Thanks for watching to another one. Hopefully this was somewhat entertaining. Sorry it takes us so long to get into the show, but at the same time, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying, homies? Uh, massive fan of you, and I hope that you're somewhat a fan of us. Let us know if you've watched this show and you're in our Discord. Because uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts. I, I think the story's good, but... To, yeah, it wasn't what pulled us in, that's for sure. Um, hope you're having a good start to the week. As usual, got a, got a busy one this week. Going to go in a couple times, do a lot of video shooting, got some tight deadlines, but we're going to get it done. That's what we do. And Danielle's going to go to the library with Faye tomorrow, pick up some Clifford books. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be great. She loves Clifford. That's it. Don't we all? Emily Elizabeth sure does. She can't stop talking about the damn dog. It's like, get a different hobby, Emily. Yeah. Except Clifford's actually kind of a menace if you've read the books. <laughs> well, I mean, how are you going to not be a menace when you're that big? 
I mean, that's true. Yeah, you're just a walking hazard at that point. <laughs> problem. But in a particular book, he did save Grandma's house from a hurricane, which <laughs> a normal dog is not doing that. That is true. Oh, absolutely. That was pretty Midwestern. Danielle, you got any closing thoughts here? Nope. That's it. All right. Well, then go ahead and send them out, would you? Bye, guys.